Our guest today, we had some issues, but we worked them out. And that's what I love about him. Uh, but I've also loved him for years because he's great. But I'm just prefacing today's episode of Kill Me Now with the pediatrician might call me because I have a perfect Kill Me Now moment. Ben is at Tulane playing basketball and his roommate went home for the weekend, one of his two roommates, and came back and tested positive for COVID. So now he's on a plane home and gonna be quarantining in my apartment. And I'm just waiting for the pediatrician to call. And oh yeah, isn't that horrible? Anyway, but oh who God. cares? We have Jordan Carlos here today. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> oh my God, Judy. I. I hope your son's okay. That's all I can think about is well. He is, tested is negative. He tested negative tested on Monday. Negative. Yeah. Monday, but Good. doesn't it incubate? No one knows what the fuck is going on. Nobody knows. Maybe Achi Fauci will find a cure for us all, and we'll be okay. But no, the, I don't believe in, in meantime, science. I don't believe in science. I can't. Can you? You have no more confidence in it. I I just can't <laughs> believe this shit, Jordan. I can't. You know, like. Current events never kept me awake at night. I mean, like the AIDS right. crisis was bad. It was sad. And I was, you know, pumped, but I was younger and I was like, I'm going to change this. You know, I have never felt like, like literally every day. It's like, oh, my God, like uh, we're living in a dictatorship. Oh, my God, we can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Every, like I am. It's freak show. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it's the longest line ever. It's never it's never ending and you can't get out of it. My little three and a half year old asks when the virus will be over. And oh, all I can the tell him virus. is all I'm saying all I can say to him is you're saying it wrong. And um, you know Well, but, you're a good but father, I, Jordan. <laughs> I just promise him the moon. It's actually pretty awesome. He's like, can we go to Disney World? Absolutely, when the virus is over. Virus. Can we go on all these trips? Yes. Yeah, when it's over, you can do that. You know, like, um, but... but in so the meantime, what's his name? Yeah, what's his sorry. name? What's his name? His name is Malcolm. Oh, we thought he would look like name. Malcolm X. And what we does he, he look, look like? Malcolm X. Malcolm Gladwell. Um, oh, he looks like Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Yeah. It's a little yeah. different than Malcolm X. <laughs> but I both brilliant people. Both brilliant. They're both brilliant. I would have preferred X. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I get it. Came, I get it. came out. How old's the first one? Listen, she's seven and a half. She's brown like me. I doubled down on brown. And I just, I was wrong. Why did, why did you I, think that you were going to have both brown? Like, you know. I don't know. I, when the, I don't know. This well, is a fascinating, I mean, Jordan, this <laughs> is a fascinating conversation because th- their life, one is, one is going to be, have a completely different experience. Yeah. Um, same, same genetics, but 
And so, all right, this is going to be, and you can tell me if I'm racist, which I don't think I am. I mean, (laughs) um, I I check, uh, but if you had to have it, one being very light skin and one being very dark skin, and you had to pick a gender for each. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's an interesting quandary. I mean, right? I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer it, but it definitely is what it is. My son definitely does what he wants to do and people let him do what he wants to do. He's like got blonde, right. curly hair and he does what he, and my daughter more or less plays by the rules. I don't right. know if that's already socialized. Like he was getting on a John Deere mower yesterday. He was like at this construction site and the guys were showing him around and it's, he's, he's a golden boy. So right. I, I mean- so you see but that and, was like, yeah. it's an interesting thing because, you know, you're a person of color and, yeah. you know, you're raising a kid to have this identity, but that people are treating differently. Like his father is a person, is a, is a male of color. I mean, look, I, I really want to talk about what's going on in the country as far as racism is concerned, because, sure. you know, my son but we're starting with your upbringing and then we'll go into that. But my son, sure. my older son, well, and my younger son, you know, you know, my younger son plays basketball. He's, he's always the only one of the only white kids doesn't give a shit at all. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my other son, Henry, his best friend is African-American growing up and his roommate in college. And they went to IU and when they had to drive to the airport, DeAndre had to take a different route that was about 20 minutes longer. So he didn't go through the KKK area. And it was, you know, I just, you know, and just because I, you know, my, I'm bringing my kids Mm -hmm. up in New York and it's very diverse here. And they've always had a diverse group of friends as a mother. Like I can't imagine I mean, I already worry because I'm a Jew, but that's the, <laughs> is that what the bell is for? Yes. <laughs> um, but I already worry, but I can't imagine what it's like to drive while black, you know? Right, right. With a white son. Well, I really fucked it up, Judy. That's that's really what it is. But um, I'm I love him. And that's oh, of course. When you pick him up, are people like, wait, whoa, hey. They totally are, but he dispels all that by screaming my name, you know, screaming daddy. And they're okay. like, oh, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, this guy adopted a nice right. white kid. You know, I don't know. Is that what people think? Is that what people think? People have asked if he's adopted. And I'm like, where oh am I going to get First of all, white right, baby? exactly. Where? How long have you lived <laughs> in this country? <laughs> oh, my God. They're not handing them out. So Jordan and I were supposed to meet. We were supposed to do this like a month ago. And then I call. We were in the middle of our, well, we had just started and then no signal. So then he's moving all over. He went to Maine. You know, you can't be African-American and go, you know, that's, no. (laughs) You can't be African-American and go to Maine. But like, I don't even want to go to Maine. You know what I mean? All right. Anyway. Um, it's very white. It's like Nantucket. It's Nantucket is so white. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's, have you yeah. ever been there? Yeah. I've been to Nantucket. I, 
Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? It's on some Get Out shit. I, it's yes. like Martha's Vineyard is like, okay. Yeah. But that is like next level. Yes. That yes. is crazy. You uh, know, no, I don't even, yeah, no. It's so funny because I'm not, you know, I'm not African-American. I'm a lesbian and I'm a Jew. If I go someplace like to do a gig and there's no people of color, like I get, sure. I'm like, I literally feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah. oh my God. I mean, that. I can't even imagine what you feel. It's like Nantucket freaked me out. <laughs> when I'm in, well, when I'm in Maine, I've been there going there for 20 years. So they know me. I'm the right. black guy. I'm right. the summer black guy. If, right. it, if I weren't there, they'd be like, well, I don't know what happened. You know, like I'm the whole black neighborhood to right. that island. You're the, so, yeah. So, yeah. I'm Are the they Obama. nice to you? I'm, I'm, I'm Are they nice to you? They're very nice. They're very is it, nice. Is um, it too? Yeah. Is it too Maybe nice? Maybe too nice? Perhaps. They're probably yeah. like sizing me up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll take whatever it is. It's one of those con- communities where you have to drive around in a golf cart and say oh hi to everybody, God, which is just like, I, I know I'm, I'm ruining days when I do that. But like, yeah, um, that's what it's like. Well, so you were in Maine and we tried to do it. And then we set up, you were like, no, there's no internet. We're, they're coming to fix it. So we'll, we set up another time and then I, you know, I'm at the beach, but I didn't go to the beach and Laura, the producer and I are sitting here waiting for you to sign on and you never fucking signed on. And then I was like, okay, Jordan is like, I think of, you know, I know the flakes in this business and I've never thought of you as a flaky person. And I was like, oh my God. Laura, I can't fucking believe it. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then I wrote, then I had to write, I had to, because I was thinking about it all day, I had to write an email saying, look, I, I love you, but that was not the, you know, which I normally, I would have just brewed usually, like 15 years ago, I'd have been like, you know, and now I'm, you know, 57, I don't fucking give a shit anymore. And you were like, oh, my God, I was about to write you. But, I, you know, whatever. It was so annoying. I can't even tell you. It's like something my kid would do. But do you know what happened right after that? What? Because I was I felt so bad and so guilt ridden. And I've been swimming in the ocean in my bodysuit in Maine. Mm -hmm. And one island over shark attack happened. Oh, that woman. For the rest. Yes. That woman, that woman. So I was then terrified for the rest of my time in Maine that I would be eaten by sharks. So I did bad okay, by Okay, it you doesn't too. matter. It does, that happened. has nothing to do with me. So that I thought you felt bad. <laughs> you know, I was I, terrified. Yeah. I'm, I was I'm, terrified. I'm on the Cape and um, yeah. there's a lot of sharks on the Cape, but I'm in Provincetown, so we have the bay. And they, they don't mm. come to the bay because it's too gay. So the sharks. But... <laughs> Um, you can't wear a wetsuit. You can't wear a wetsuit. They think I, it's a. Sh- they think it's a seal. I, I didn't know that. I yes. didn't know that until that lady. Yes, but I had one on because it's Maine and it's like so freezing the water. So I go then in and get I'm like, ah, like ah. an orange one or a yellow one or something. You can't get. I that. can't go. I'm already sticking out. I can't then go yes, and you get have like to. an orange jumpsuit. A black man in orange. I would look. I would look you ridiculous. You look good in orange. So then the, yeah. Thank you very much. It's uh-huh. one of the colors black people can wear. Now yes. I feel like, but the lady got eaten, and then I was terrorized, and I thought to myself, because this is kind of weirdo that I am. If I had never done, you know, if I had 
just made the time for our meeting, made it on time, not, you know, not been an idiot about that, then that lady would maybe not have died. And, and that, yeah, and that's your fault. It is absolutely there. your fault. <laughs> I think you should call the family. I'm telling you right now. So, I mean, that's awful. She was with her daughter. I mean, horrible. Hey, everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity and eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality, and they are, when I say ready-to-eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and literally, you heat them for two minutes. Every week, you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, I Just Did Chef's Choice, 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get... 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. Jordan, you, your story is, I mean, I love your story. You grew up uh, in Texas. I'm like, I don't know, suburb outside of Dallas. Your father- OBGYN. Correct. Your mother, Correct. professor of literature. Wow. Thank your you mo- for doing this research. Yes. Oh, I always do. Yeah, I had it done a month ago, ass. Anyway. <laughs> and your mother was from um, Mississippi Farmers. She, she yes. was a, uh, an African American who owned land. They yes. owned land. Yes. yes. How did that? How, how did that work? That was confiscated Confederate land. So it was confiscated and then sold by the union um, at a discount to freed blacks or anyone that, that could uh, 
buy it at auction. So um, that's what happened there. And they were, you know, it, 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 it was just an interesting thing. Like they were able to kind of like, you know, raise their own crops, make their own life. And um, it, I really love how it's affected my family in a good and positive way because they're, they're very much like independent self-starters, never thinking that they're better than any, anyone else, but just like there by the grace of God, go I. And, right. you know, just, just th- thriving people, really good thriving people. And it makes me, like every time I, I go see my family, it's fucking awesome because so many people are always like, I can't have Thanksgiving dinner with people. We don't see things the same way. Right, right, right. We, we, we all see things the same way. That's amazing. Your ancestors were slaves, I assume. Yes. Since yes, they got yes. that land. Um, yes. Do you have, yes. because they owned land, do you, I mean, because I know so many people who don't know their roots because yes. of, you know, this fucking country, they bring you over, um, they bring African-Americans over against their will. They're three-fifths mm-hmm. of a person uh, and there's sure. no, there's no, Ledger, of identity really. or groundedness. Yeah, yeah, anything. And so yeah. do you have, because, you you know, they were landowners, did you, do you have more history than? I than- went, yeah, yeah. I went back. I went back in and, and the census and you could kind of like um, look and see, uh, you know, what, you know, the, the records of your family and right. see the birth records and things like that. So I, I saw that actually um, they go back in Mississippi all the way to 1800. And before wow. that, yeah, yeah. And so before that, though, my family was then in, in uh, Virginia. So they were sold and came down from Virginia to Mississippi. So they had been in Virginia. Um, my guesstimate is that they were in Virginia around the, like the early 1700s that they, or, excuse me, late 1700s, made their way from Africa, Virginia, down to Mississippi. And then, you know, after manumission and after, after uh, emancipation, they were able to buy their own land. But it, I, I, you know, the, the thing about it is whenever I get like too down on things, I'm just like, you know, my family never turned its back on this country, no matter what, even though they were brought here, you know, forcibly bought, brought here. We've had people that have fought in wars. None of them have died. I think it's because, you know, we were forcibly brought here. But um, and, and, you know, it's been it's been a net positive um, freedom, obviously, for my family. But we're not, I, I always think that like, it's been exception to the rule. Like, right. That's and, what I, yeah, I, that's why yeah. I find you so fascinating. It's like, yeah. you know, people are talking about reparations now and mm-hmm. I hear, I hear Caucasians, you know, I hear, mm-hmm. oh, and I'm thinking you were not, you know, you can't compare what your ancestors went through to what immigrants who willingly came here went through. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's sort of the missing link, you know. Uh, as a Jew, the you know they did give reparations. <laughs> Plenty places in I Europe. I want that bell for I black. Know, it's it's hard. Black bell. But, I want to yeah. do both. I should get all right. But as a Jew, like, did you, um, yeah. no, it's like you know, <laughs> there were reparations given for the Holocaust. Not great, but of, not of great. course, you know, and I. I just, I try to, I really want to be smart about, about this because I, I feel like 
our government has tried to keep African-Americans down, have, have, you know, petty crime. They're in jail for the rest of their life. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, the racism is ridiculous, but I feel like you're, I mean, you're so patriotic, right? Right. I try to be. I think it's like this. I think the great, the, 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 um, the, the trap would be, the pitfall is to, to think that there's an essentialism about my family that makes them different from other African-Americans, and that's not true. Right. It's just that we were fortunate and lucky. That's right. all there is to it, right? So um, I, I would never want to split us up in that way. But at the same time, I do understand, I mean, like, obviously, like, uh, I was reading this thing, this article about how it takes 287 years for the average black family to catch up to the average white family as far as the wealth gap is concerned. Right, right. Which I think is, you know, that that that's that's what it is. Is like, if the country, if we can, you know, face the guilt of the original sin of slavery, I think we'll, we will heal. It's it's just that people just keep putting it off and and putting it off and and believing the myth of their own great exceptionalism. Right. Like, you know, that you, you, you know, like laugh. maybe your grandfather. Yeah. It makes but me laugh because you're, it's like, yeah. you're so not exceptional. You're like, like, look at you. You won't even wear a fucking mask, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you know? I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to wear a mask. Free country. <laughs> you know? It's like, it, it's so... I don't know. It's so. <laughs> oh my god! I can't You're stand me it. Laugh. I can't stand it. Yeah, I mean, but that's a myth. The myth is dangerous, years. right? Yeah, two hundred eighty-seven years. That's right. I mean, and I'm, that's basically yeah. when people were coming over here. So it t- takes, you know, that's when they were bringing people over. So duh, you know. All right. It takes some fucking time, right? Yeah. So, how did your parents meet? They met. My dad was. Uh, on a date with another woman and my mom was on a date with an- another guy and they went to go see some like movie. It was like some, I think it was like love story or some shit. Aww. They were like, at, they were at the movies and my mom went out for like goobers or raisinets. I can't remember. But then my dad was like, tried to talk to her at the, at the snack stand. And she was like, right. absolutely not. And then my dad had, uh, and then that didn't go well. He had his gallbladder removed. He saw her in the hospital and tried to like. She was just like visiting somebody in the hospital. No fucking and he way! Tried to like follow her down the hall. That did not work. And then finally, he went. He just saw because they went to went to the same college. So right. So he he just talked to her. He's like, "Why didn't you talk to me in the hospital?" She's like, "I don't know you." But then then he just. <laughs> I guess they they used to call it romance, but now it's stalking, and he right, was right, persistent right. and. And uh, he, he was persistent and he really, he wanted to be with her. So that um, is so he, true, so Jordan. I, I, the, yeah. That would now be, you're making me <laughs> feel uncomfortable. You're making, I need a restraint. It's so true. Oh my God, that's so true. People yeah. used to pine after and finally one of them would be like, all right, I'll give mm-hmm. you a try. But now that would be, no. Yeah. That's why we, yeah, we can't, we can't read green eggs and ham anymore. Right. You know, it's like you, oh, yes, I don't want these green eggs and ham. So yes, I mean, I wouldn't be around if it weren't for my dad's persistence. persistence. And he just wanted to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're still together. They're, they're Where did they go to college? Persistence. They went to Michigan State together. Oh. So like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice. It's a happy story, yeah. you know? Which number child are you? 
I'm the middle child. I, I, mean, I think I had that written down. Yeah. I'm the youngest. I feel like there's a lot of young, com- you know, younger comedians. Yeah. Yeah. You know, youngest, because we're so, we're, you know, no one pays fucking attention to us. So, all right. So you're, you grew up. First of all, I want to talk about the back brace. And sure. I want to talk about. Please don't. Josh Goldberg. Okay. I need to talk yeah. about Josh Goldberg. First of all. So you grew up in a, like a Tony sort of town, correct? Yes, yes. And yes. you often call yourself, which we're going to get into, the 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 token black friend or the sure. you know, and which I find so I I've been the only Leslie and I've been the only Jew a lot of the times, you know. Right. And you think you're there and you're like Okay, they're being really nice to me, but as my mother always said, they all hate us. They, they call you a dirty Jew the minute you leave the room. And you don't want to believe it. You don't want to believe it. Right, right. But I, they I, do. I, they do. They do. Of course they do. I mean, like, you know, I, you know, that's, that's part of life in America. Right. It's like the second somebody leaves the room, you're going to talk shit about them anyway. Right, right, right. So... Most likely that would be it. And then it would always be like the differences would come out if like we went to, if we had a swimming party or if we had like, a, you know, like, look at your hair and, right. you know, does your skin need, why do you need lotion? And oh, just God. making you feel like other all the fucking the time. time. Right? And they, and they the do it in time. this way, like, uh, like I always get, can you eat this or is it okay if we, and I'm like, oh my God, shut up. But it is, it's yeah. so patronizing and they're, they yeah. think they're being, you know, well, I asked them if you need it. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> shut the fuck up. But you were kind of popular, right? You were, you said you hung out with the bullies. I hung out with the bullies, but that doesn't mean you're popular. It was like, it was just like, you remember, you remember the karate kid? Yes. Um, I hung out with the guys that would be like, oh, he's going to need a body bag. Right. Or the guy that was like, nice roundhouse, Johnny. That was like my job. And I okay. had like a, kind of like a cackle when we would like knock the shit out of somebody. Like, <laughs> you know, like that. Did that you feel, gu- uh, now I was a bullied kid. So this, uh, when I was listening to this, this story, yeah. I was like, oh God, I feel so bad for Josh. But I feel like all the kids who bullied me, which was pretty much everyone, do they even remember? Like, do, I mean, you yeah. remember. Uh, did they have yeah. any idea the impact they had? No, right? Bullies are there. They don't really remember. They just, they go around almost like the tax man. Right. They just go around like the tax man. So if you're if you're getting too confident or and they resent that happiness, that's what I would always see was my friend resented the happiness of other people. And that's all he was doing because he was hurting. So he just resented the other that that, that happiness and he was just gonna take it down a level, just take him down a peg. That's what he right. always to say. make himself so feel he's, better. Yeah, he's like, let's just take him down a peg. Like that guy needs right. to be taken down a peg. Like I mean, we'd be like, Oh, okay, okay, boss. And right. then we go off and and you know, do something horrible. But did your, like, it did was, your mother yeah. know you were hanging around with the bullies? She was aware, I'm sure. But like, to, you know, that's the thing about bullies is usually they're they're like sociopaths and they're very good with with adults. That's right. why they get by. Yeah. Right. So when it, it really came home for me when I 
was fitted with a back brace because I had scoliosis. Right. And that was the one that they were like, they're like, look at that guy. We got to take that guy out. We got to, you know, we got to slam him on the ground, let him think that he can't get up. Like, let's see, like a little turtle situation. So they would right. like push him to the ground. He'd try to get up like a turtle. This is Josh. He couldn't. Josh, Josh Goldberg. Yeah, Josh Goldberg. And so like- He I, had a back brace, right? He had a back brace. He had braces. He had glasses. What he is, do you know, wait, do you know what he's doing now? Josh I believe Goldberg? he's a DA. I believe right! he's a DA. Exactly. <laughs> saying. This for any kids who are listening, these you're gonna fucking survive, okay? Josh Goldberg. Okay. Me, and I bet he's really good looking. Yeah. He's he's yeah, he's a good looking guy. He's, I think he's still got all his hair. Let me ask you this. To what extent was I help helping him then? You weren't helping him. I mean, do you think No, to be a lawyer. Him? To be a lawyer. Like, now uh, right, like, yes. I, you know, I turned out to be a comedian and, you know, I want to control the laughter and tell everyone off. And then, yeah, he's a DA. He knows what it's like to be a fucking victim and he's going to stick up for the victims. Right? Do you think he would have been exactly do you think he would have been ha- had it not been for for me you know i think that that's that's oh what my i tell God. myself oh my you are like, yeah. well you're the reason the woman in maine died and you're the reason <laughs> <laughs> You know I love my liquid IV, that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben, my son, Ben, who plays basketball, his team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends for going wild have a game plan for monday with liquid iv grab your liquid iv hydration multiplier sugar free in bulk nationwide at costco or get 20 percent off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code judy gold j-u-d-y-g-o-l-d 
at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome! You get a back brace, right? Yes, yes. And your whole life changes. How old were you? I was 12, maybe 13 years old. My brother was super sweet about it. He's probably one of the most generous people I know. And he's like, he's like, we're going to get through this, buddy. We're going to wear this back brace at night. And and you and I are going to get through. What is, he's such a sweetheart. What does he do? He's the best. He is, uh, he works at Morehouse College and he, he's the head of alumni affairs there. I, so I, I'm like doing a, a black belt. Okay. For Morehouse College. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he's 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 Mr. Black College Man. So um, but he's like, but he's just so gregarious and generous and awesome. And so he's like, he's gonna help me through. And he really is. He's night after night, we're getting into that back brace. It's it's hot in Texas, it makes me sweat, it's terrible. I'm bullying Josh during the daytime and wearing this back brace at night. Mm-hmm. And um, but then it comes, but I hit a growth spurt, and then they're like, Well, listen, you're gonna have to have back surgery. So then I have the back surgery. I have to learn to walk again. I dropped to 120 pounds. Wow. Um, mother, yes, Are you 13 my, or 14? Like, at this point, I'm 13. My mother's like lifting me up and taking me to the, to the bathtub. Aww. It's you know, exactly what every 13-year-old boy wants. Yeah. I can't talk to girls anymore on the phone. I can't, I, I can't do it. I've got like a cheese wedge thing, uh, well, bed I, in the living room. I have a question. Were, since, you know, you did know someone named Josh Goldberg, were you invited to a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs? Because this is the bar and bat mitzvah time, the 13 years old. Here's the, here's the lucky thing. I did get to go to a myriad of bar and bat mitzvahs. Um, I, I have, I, I think I know more Torah portion pound for pound than a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. If you didn't invite the black kid, you were racist. So I got carte noire to almost every single uh, one. I'm like, talking. that's by the talking. gifts. That's the worst okay. part. That's oh, my bad. God. It's like a I, gift. Oh, my God. No, they got bad. When my kids were getting, it's like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I have to give them $54, $54 every week. Sometimes there were two, you know, it was like. I'm spending like 500 a month on these fucking bar more. <laughs> if they were good friends, it was like, you know, uh, you know, 200, but I couldn't take it. All right. So you did, you did oh around a bunch of Jews. So that was good. But you, did you have the back race at the bar mitzvahs and the bar mitzvahs? Um, I did not. Although the, the moment I would get home, I would have to put it back on. Right. And so it was like, like Cinderella slipper, but like I got to go, I got to have fun. Um, I, you know, whatever we, we cut the challah. We did the fucking, you know, people, there were, there was nachas. Help, help me. Yes. The whole mishpilka. mishpilka. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I learned a lot. I fucking learned a lot. That's how right. I, that's how I got into comedy and everything. Yeah. So you, you have this, how long did you, I mean, this is like a defining moment in your life, this back brace, because you could have turned out to be a big fucking asshole had you not had this back brace. (laughs) Correct? Can I tell you? Yes. Do you know who visited, do you know who visited me in the hospital? Who? 
Josh uh, Goldberg. Yes, he found out, and they came and they visited me. And okay, fuck you for being me. You owe Josh Goldberg. <laughs> you better send him something. <laughs> I'll send him something now. His mother oh, you, got me thinking. you got me thinking about him now. No, it it was just it was. I think it was like our teacher, and he came, and that was and that was like that was it. But did he you was feel- very nice. Did you feel guilty ever? Of course I All felt right. guilty. Okay, you, okay, okay. Can I say no, something? No, okay. Guess you didn't have to have the surgery. Josh Goldberg, do you understand? He wore the back brace all day long and he was fine. Right. I only wore it at night, thought I was being slick and had to have the back surgery. And maybe if you hadn't been an asshole to Josh, you wouldn't have had to have the surgery. Okay, <laughs> so then, <laughs> so you end up having the surgery. How does that affect your high school years? How it affected my high school years was this. It was the most humbling experience ever. I, I learned that there are limitations in life. Um, I could not play football. I could not, which I loved so much. And then I had to stop and I was sidelined from doing that. And I could, play, could not play soccer, which I loved Unten- so much. Pun intended, sidelined, pun intended. Yeah, sidelined, sidelined, sidelined. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I speak only in sports terms. Yeah. But like, but I found what uh, I love to do, which is improv comedy. So it's like I could still do improv comedy. I could, and and it wasn't even a thing that I was like really all that into. But then it, you know, this was it was all I had to do was talk, move a little bit. You know? How did and, and you like? What, like did, were there classes? Like I didn't want. You know, I'm older than you, and we didn't have. There was no like my, improv comedy classes around. My mother suggested that I do it. My mother is has the best taste in comedy. I love bar. your mother. I know. I yeah. have that. She got you into stand up. She loved uh, yes. uh, Jerry Clower, Bill Cosby, yes. Monty yes. Python. Yeah, I have it all. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, like, I, I mean, just think about that. That's just so rare. You right. know what I mean? And right. then she got me into that, and and uh, and encouraged me, stuck with me, and and yeah, it made me. It's it showed me like how humbling, you know, life could be that I could, that I was limited in, other, in certain ways. But then when I would do comedy, it would, it was, you just realized you have other abilities right. and where some people are, you know, like are, are kind of like, you know, handicapped in one way, you're not in another. So right, it was like, right, just right. fucking go. She was like, just lean into it. Just go for it. Have oh fun God, with I it. You're having so fun. Much. Don't worry about it. Yeah, she's, who, she's um, who were, important. who were your favorite comics, you know, growing Back up? Back then they, they were like, they remain the same. It was like, when I was a kid, I was way into David Tell. Like I had day, uh, uh, the early David Tell album, right. like uh, Skanks from the Memories. So I would listen to Skanks from the Memories and I would then just listen to anything. Like, I mean, of course, Robin Williams. And then it was like, I remember Margaret Cho was like, I was like, who is this lady with her, with her show? Like I was, I was fascinated with, with people that I would see do stand up and then make that into a sitcom. Right, I thought that right. was like, I thought you know that was I was on that sitcom. I was on that sitcom, the Margaret. You Chose. were on Margaret shows. Yeah. That's why I have I this house. That. I took the money I made from that show and I bought this house in Provincetown in 1994. Yes. I play why, you know, the only best friend she can have on the show uh, and a, the first Asian American family, and they have someone six foot three on the show. That's great. So, um, it was me and me and Maddie Corman were her her friends. But yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned a woman because most people, when I most guys I interview, never mention women comics. When no, I no, that was my intro. 
that was my introduction to comedy was Carol Burnett, right? Sit down oh. and watch Carol Burnett with my mom. Sit down, watch Lucille Ball, Ball with my mom. Oh. Sit down, watch Golden Girls. Like that was, oh. that was like, I mean, it was a lady introducing me to comedy. Right. And also so it was, you know, it's, it's yeah. fascinating. You're not gay if you love the Golden Girls. Now, um, <laughs> and you also, but you also enjoy Judy Gold, right? Okay. Oh, Judy Gold. Oh, that was, that stop. Was, come on. I yeah. already told you that. You were one of the first I, people that I saw. In the you city. told me that when we got disconnected. <laughs> Wait, I, I'd love to hear that story again. What was that? I feel, I feel like I need to give I need to get you a gift, by the way. Oh. Um th- okay. this no. Okay, so here's what happened. I was like, I was like, do I want to make the leap from improv comedy, which is all as we know, like everybody's happy. Right. And, and also you have nice to say yes all the time. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I yes. It. <laughs> That's why I can never do improv. Cause I'd be like, no, it's not. What are you talking? It's not raining. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> like, it's not funny. If you say no, right. if you say no, it can't be funny. Right. Um, so like, so I was doing that and I was taking classes at the UCB, but then I was like, there's something about stand up, and I want, you know, cause I'd always watch up, and I wanted to figure out how to do it how to get into it, you know. So then I just went to 22nd Street. I went to Gotham Comedy Club back when it was when it was there. Oh, I loved it. And I, I went in one night, just, you know, paid my way. And you were on. Bill Burr was on. Um, I think a very, like, Christian Finnegan, I believe, was on. Like, it was, but you destroyed. Like, you came in at the end and you destroyed Judy, like you absolutely destroyed. And I was like, such a like, like fanboy, like, I I don't, you know, like, what did I have to say to you after? I was like, I was like, you were great. And, and I don't know how you make the jokes and everything, because you make everything so conversational. Right. On stage. So I was blown away at how conversational you made the experience because all the other comedians were kind of like, it was not, I don't want to say rote, but it was not. Yeah. 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 Which is why. Yeah. That's why I don't like doing short sets on late night shows. I'm so much oh. better on the panel. Yeah. Uh, like the first time I did Leno, I was on the panel and it was great. And yeah. then I did a set following John McCain, who was, ugh, and, and the audience was not <laughs> for a big, loud Jewish lesbian. But <laughs> it's so hard. People don't realize, you know, just because you can do six minutes or on a late night show doesn't mean you can work a club for an hour or get, you know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. So, it's a totally different yeah. piece. You, you know, so you, you were, were you popular in high school? Did you go to the prom? Did you, I hated high school. I'm I, um, well, Cause I was so unpopular. I didn't go to the prom. I was in the marching band. Yeah, it was bad. Okay. So. I, I muddled, I muddled through high school. High school went fine. Got good grades. Um, uh, but, and then, yeah. Yes. But, uh, when it came to prom, I met a nice girl. All the all the all the nice girls that I ever met lived so far from me. It was it was insane. I was like, uh, they would live like thirty miles away. So right. I, the, my prom date, I took. I was on my way to pick her up, and I got in a massive car wreck. And um, hold applause, hold applause, stay seated. Uh, and then my I wrecked my mom's beautiful luxury car, and then what my father. It? it was a BMW. You're it an asshole. Okay. Did you hurt your back? I was no. I 
Huh? A, was it your fault? And B, did you hurt your back again? Go. It wasn't my fault. I was so scared I would hurt my back. It did not, it, it did not hurt my back, knock on wood. But like, but um, it crumpled her corsage. And uh, that we could never get. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, that is awful. So that was went, a casual. So wait, what happened? You went to pick her up and you never got there? I picked her up. My dad had to come get me. We go get her. Then we go to prom. Now, here's the thing. It's also daylight savings. I didn't know that. And then, you were late? Um, no. That happened at midnight. The, the prom ends. Daylight savings happens. You know, my dad was supposed to pick us up. I was like, where are you? It, it was either we were falling forward right, or back right, or some right, shit, right. he wasn't there. So finally, it's backwards in June, right? Yeah, it's backwards. It's, yeah, it's backwards. And so we're just, it, you're it waiting and waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. Now, that was my senior prom. My junior prom, I, I took this, I was going to take this lady, uh, this girl who went to school with me. Uh, he showed up to her door and she'd taken off to Costa Rica with her boyfriend. No now, fucking what? That's awful. Were you in a tux? I was in a tux. So what I did was I drove around all night. I went to uh, Jack in the Box and La Madeline. And you bought tickets for the prom? Of course I bought Wait, who answered the phone? Who answered the door? Just her dad, who's like this really um, very imposing federal judge. Wait. Uh, um, Okay, this is mental. You ask someone to the prom, you get like... Did you follow up? Like, I'll be there at 6.30 or? Uh, not as much as I should have. Apparently. And uh, I was just like, well, I'll be, I just like, I, I left it on her voicemail. Like, I'll see you tonight at eight. Because I'd asked her months before and she and Paul, um, Paul. went to Costa Rica. Fuck Paul. But Paul, you know what? fucking asshole. What? This was... <laughs> It's all, it's all my fault, Judy. This what is, is she program. doing now? It's, that's what you did to me. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's what you did to me. So you're getting back at her by not showing up for our fucking... All right. Thank you so much for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with Jordan Carlos. I love that guy. If you like the show, which, I mean, how can you not? Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. It helps more people find this amazing podcast. Five stars only, please. And speaking of five stars only... If you have not purchased my book, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. You are in big, fat, hairy trouble. It's great. The audiobook, which has my beautiful voice, was featured in New and Noteworthy in the New York Times book review. So what the fuck is your excuse? Robin Bronk, who is the head of the Creative Coalition, said that she loves the book so much because it's she calls it the game of life version of the First Amendment. And an Amazon reviewer said that each page I turned made me feel like I was getting smarter as I laughed. Okay, so there's no excuse. There you go. It means so much to me. You would just check it out. You can order the book on the homepage of judygold.com. There's a whole bunch of links there. Wherever you buy books, independent bookstores, I'd love to support them. Go get it. I think you'll really love it. Yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in fucking trouble and then go on amazon and give me a five-star review thank you also make sure to follow me on twitter and instagram for all upcoming 
shows, virtual shows, information, funny photos, and all dates, everything. At Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. You know, like Jew Gold. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, wear a fucking mask, vote. And as we always say, so long. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, let's just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just, just Kill Me. Now. No, Judy Gold's Just Kill Me. Just Kill Me Now. Just Kill Me Now. <laughs>